privilege to bring the word to you today. I don't take it lightly at all. It is a privilege to bring the word of God at any time, and I'm truly grateful. For those who are worshiping with us or watching this on Live Outreach TV, we say very welcome, a big welcome to you, and also those who are on Buzzsprout or uh, Apple Podcasts. We thank you for joining us and also for listening to these messages. And thank you for the testimonies you send from time to time. Up to a a couple of days ago, I got a testimony from uh, a person in the country of Nigeria and um, how they have been following and how they have been blessed. We want to thank God for your lives. We pray that God will continue to do a new thing in you all in Jesus' name. By the grace of God, we are moving into our second session on the series, Sanctified by the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. As you can see in our banner, we have, uh, the, last week we looked at the same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God, uh, but today we are looking at the Word of Wisdom and the Word of Knowledge. So the title is the Word of Wisdom and the Word of Knowledge. Hallelujah. We know that there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says they are given to each one of us to profit all. So we'll be going through them. Next week, we'll go to faith. Two weeks' time, we'll go to healings, then miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretation of tongues, two separate gifts there. And then we will look at a title that will culminate into what we call individuality in unity. We're looking forward to that that, that capitalization, that uh, uh, finalization of the series, and we pray that God will lead us through it all in Jesus' name. So I want to encourage you, please take notes and also visit the messages again. This church is a teaching church. Every Sunday is like a mini Bible school, and then we start something, and throughout the week, we look at the topic and turn it around and go into it, brethren research around it, and this is how we, we are developing as a people, and by the grace of God, as the pattern God has given to us. So every Sunday is important, and we want to encourage you to always engage as much as God helps you. We'll quickly look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7. The Bible says, but the manifestation is on the screen. Please read with me. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. We're going to stop there. Let's just stop there. For to one, let's read it again. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, capital S. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit, capital S. So that spirit is not the human spirit. So the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge as Two of the nine gifts are given by the same Spirit. Remember last week we read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4 to 6. We said in verse 4 that there are diversities of gifts but by the same Spirit. We need to keep understanding this. So God's will is that we are totally sanctified. The word sanctified means we are consecrated, beautified, we are hallowed, we are set apart. The word sanctified means to be made holy. It is a very important aspect of Christianity. What makes us Christians and what makes us who we are is because we are sanctified. We are separated unto God. So the gifts of the spirit are given as part of God's tools to truly separate us. 
It is very important for us to understand that the total sanctification is what God desires. Almost every Sunday in this place, we read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. He said, now may the God of peace himself, may the God of peace himself do what? Sanctify you how? Completely. Completely. Spirit, soul, and body. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is preparing us for his second coming. Everything we are doing today is preparing for the second coming of Christ. This is part of what makes us different from the world. The world is living without a hope. Anyone who does not know God is only living to die. We are living to live. Hallelujah. Christians and those who name the name of the Lord are living to live. We are living to live forevermore with him after now. Hallelujah. So we must understand the life that we now have is a life that must be detached from those who have no hope. From those who are yet to come into this fold and have the same hope we have. He said, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless. At the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, we have said, are in three categories. And I'll keep emphasizing this through the series. Just for us to see how they are grouped together. Now, it is very difficult because the Bible says it is the same spirit. So at times you find that one, one manifestation of the gift will have a bit of semblance of the other. For example, I'm just pulling two at random. You cannot talk about healing and miracles without seeing their interrelationships. Because a healing is a miracle. Hallelujah. <laughs> and a, a, a healing can be a miracle. And a, miracle can, a, a, a miraculous healing can take place. But not everything that is a miracle involves healing. Praise the Lord. We'll be looking at those when we get to that. But the same thing with the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. They are also very intertwined. These three, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discernment of spirit are known as what we classify as the revelatory gifts. They have to do with revelation. They have to do with revelation. Even though words are mentioned, like word of wisdom, word of knowledge, it is not so much about the word that is spoken, like what we have in the utterance gifts, which refers to tongues, interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecies, which manifests only by the action of the tongue. Something has to be spoken. I cannot come to you and say, I'm prophesying, and I hold your hand, and I'm not speaking anything. And I say, be blessed, I've just prophesied to you. No, I will have to speak something as part of prophecy. But with the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, I can receive something that is a word of wisdom and not verbalize it and just act on it. When we were praying a few minutes ago, whatever the Lord dropped on your heart is a word of wisdom for you or for somebody else. If he drops something in your heart for you to go and do, for you to go and evaluate or whatever, it's a word of wisdom for you or, excuse me, for somebody else. So we have the revelatory gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. Somebody say the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discernment of spirit. These three gifts are what we call the revelatory gifts. They help us to have our sanctified spirits. Again, they manifest in different ways, but primarily they help us to have our spirit man sanctified. Our spirit man kept on the path of holiness. Our spirit man kept on the path of God's will and God's desire and God's intention at all times. 
Then we have what is called the power gift. Someone say the power gifts. This includes faith. Say the gift of faith. Say the gift of miracles. And the gift of healings. These three are all it, what we call the power gifts. Because they have a characteristic of demonstration of power. The power of God. They have a characteristic of doing something that is beyond the natural. Physically. So in many ways we see them as God's tool for helping our physical sanctification. When Jesus looked at that woman that was bent over for 18 years. And he said, ought not this daughter of Zion be loosed from her infirmity. And the lady stood up. That was a physical deliverance. A physical sanctification of somebody who has been set free. Hallelujah. So she was separated from that sickness by the miraculous power of God. At Acts in the the gate beautiful and so many other things. Like I said, we're going to go into those gifts at different times, but it's good for us to see these classifications. And as I said, we have the third category, which is the utterance gift. So what's the first category? The revelatory gifts. The second category, the power gifts. And the third category... The utterance gifts. These are the ones that have to do with speaking, like I said. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. We'll look at them in future sessions. These are for our physio. These are for our psychological, not physiological, psychological, mind, psychological, soul, uh, sanctification. So tongues, the Bible says when you speak in a tongue, you edify yourself. So the tongues are given to the body of Christ for edification. Prophecy is for edification. Prophecy is for lifting of the soul. It's for comforting the soul. It's for helping the soul to understand where things are going and how God wants us to stay at rest. We will look into those later on. But today's session is specifically focused on the revelatory gifts of the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. We see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8, which is on the screen right now. One person the word of wisdom to another person the word of knowledge through the same spirit now that doesn't mean that one person cannot operate the two or even the nine it simply means that god's intention is that you and i have at least one of the gifts that we manifest and what we're going to be doing today is to look at what these two gifts are and particularly how we ought to know how to engage with it and how to maintain it and if it is a calling of God upon your life, even if you don't know it. As you go, we go through this session, I pray that God will open your eyes to see that that is what has been operating in your life and you just need to develop it some more. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of wisdom is the revelation that God gives to a person, either for themselves or for other people in relation of what is going to happen and how they should go about it. The word of wisdom is a revelation, a revelation, a direct revelation of what God gives to a person, either for themselves or for the people that he sends them to, in order to know what is going to happen and how to go about it. When we get to prophecy, we will see how they are so similar but different. Prophecy doesn't always involve you to take actions other than to believe. The Bible says we have a more sure word of prophecy that we do well to take heed. We just need to believe. With prophecy, you just need to believe. But with the word of wisdom, you are always, every time, required to take some certain physical steps as to what should happen that you are being told by God and what you must do. The word of wisdom. Fill the water pots with water. Word of wisdom. 
And they went, they filled it in John chapter 2. They filled it with water. And as they filled it with water, he said, now draw it out. The word of wisdom, the action of bringing out the water is what made them serve the wine. So the word of wisdom always tells us what is to happen and how to go about it. Many times we must understand that as husbands and wives, as parents, we need the word of wisdom regularly. Now we need to understand these things because many times they operate in our lives and we don't know. And that is why we go all over the place asking for a word. It is not our duty to be going to people asking them, give me a word, give me a word. We should ask God to give us a word. Hallelujah. Anybody God gives you a word to give to you, you will not need to ask them. If they know the gift they carry, as soon as they see you, they will say, my brother, my sister, this is what God is laying on my heart to tell you. Simple. If you need a word, go to God every time. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask man. Let him ask who? God. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any man lacks wisdom, we're going to look at it a little bit later on. He said, any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. So the word of wisdom is always a revelation that God gives for you or for other people to know what is going to happen and what you should do about it. So unlike prophecy, it is not just usually an awareness of many things to come and how you need to believe. It is about something that you need to take action. The word of knowledge, on the other hand, is a revelation of God to a person about historical events, either in their lives or in the lives of others, which they were not aware of. Somebody say historical events. So the word of knowledge looks backward. The word of wisdom looks forward. The word of knowledge looks backward. The word of wisdom looks forward. So when something has happened in your life and you did not know about it, the word of knowledge can come to you. And I'll give you some examples as we go on. The word of knowledge can come to you in order to be able to know that that thing has happened and need to know what to do about it. When you meet somebody and you are, you are having a conversation with them, the word of knowledge can come to you as to know what has happened in their life so that you can help them to let them know that God has revealed that thing and you can help them to act on it. So as these gifts are by the same spirit, it is also possible for the manifestation of other spiritual gifts to complement one another. Many times you will see that the word of knowledge can come and say somebody has a situation. And at the same time, that situation is called for the gift of miracles can come in. Or the gift of healing might, can come in. Or the gift of faith might be what is let loose so that that person can receive faith. Or their faith is stirred up to know what to do. So we need to know how they are distinctly and the potential of them acting together. Jesus as the son of man. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. Before we look at Jesus, he said, There are diversities of gifts, but by what? The same Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Amen. 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 So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. They have come from the same Spirit. That is why we can see that at times they manifest together, as I've said, over and over. So Jesus, as the Son of Man, operated these gifts. Uh, of the spirit while he was on earth. Don't forget Jesus was on earth not as God. He was here on earth for 33 and a half years. He lived as man. He was fully God and fully man. The only individual that could have ever lived like that. And when he was here as man, in his capacity as man, in his deployment as man, he took the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like we did. 
The Bible says where we read in Matthew chapter 4, uh, Matthew chapter, in the book of Matthew, but I want to read now Matthew chapter 3. The Bible says verse 16, when he had been baptized, let's read it together. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw what? The spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. So he was baptized by the spirit. And the Bible says, verse 17, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And Acts chapter 10, verse 38 also tells us how God anointed Jesus Christ with what? The, of Nazareth with what? The Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good Healing all who were oppressed by the devil for what God was with him. So the Holy Spirit manifested in the life of Jesus Christ as the Son of Man. And we all must understand that the Holy Spirit comes upon us to also manifest the doing of good with his power. To manifest the doing of good. To, to manifest healing and to manifest miraculous acts just like Jesus did. So he manifested the word of wisdom severally. We read, for those of you who are listening to this on um, uh, podcast or on video, we read earlier on in the service the scripture readings in two places, Matthew chapter 17 from verse 24 to 27, and we read also John chapter 4, we read from verse 16 to 19. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 20, Matthew chapter 17, verse 27, it said, nevertheless, let's read now, verse 27, thank you, nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first, and when you have opened its mouth, you will what? Find a piece of money, take that, and give it to them for me and you. Somebody say, Jesus paid taxes. Very important, very, very important there. Now, what it is is that they said to him, Does your master? They said to Peter in verse 24, Does your master pay tax? And he came and Peter, Jesus said to him, He said, Do the sons pay tax? Peter said, No. He said, So we don't need to pay tax, we are free. But for the sake of these people, so that they don't get offended, so that certain to fulfill all righteousness, he said, You go now. The word of wisdom came and he gave it to Peter. He said, You go. Cast in the hook and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. The word of wisdom comes to us to know how to do, what to do in circumstances that would have embarrassed us. When you are in a meeting like this, you must be sensitive to the word of God. It can come directly to you. As in God just giving you a burst of the word of wisdom. But when we talk about the gifts of the spirit, the Bible says it is given to profit with all. In many instances, God will speak to you about others. So we try to create as much as is possible every Sunday and every time we gather. We create an atmosphere of fellowship. That atmosphere of fellowship is not just for us to stop after the service and eat and go. It is also an opportunity to manifest the gifts. So as God lays a word on your heart for somebody, you make sure you see them and you give them that word specifically. Somebody say, but pastor, in this church, I don't see that after the praise and worship, uh, people prophesy and people do word of wisdom. And none of those things are stopped. The only difference is the pattern. 
We may not stop a service. If the Holy Spirit says we should, we will. We may not stop a service and begin to let people manifest as it were. I've been in such settings and it is okay if that's the pattern God has given. But there is nothing that stops you. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. If we are worshipping at any time and God gives you a word for the church, put it on a piece of paper. Write it down and make sure you send it to whoever is the pastor coordinating the service on the day. Whether I'm here or not, it doesn't matter. Write it down, give it to them, let them have a read of it. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells them to do, they will do. If he calls them, if he tells them to call you up to come and give the word, they will. If he tells them to read it, they read it and we go. The main thing is that it is the word that has come from God and it has come to bless the people. Hallelujah. We must understand these things. It took me almost 30 years to learn that a lot of the things that we have done in time past were unnecessary. We used to believe that before somebody could prophesy, they have to shake their head and pray in tongues and do those things so that people will believe them that they have a word from God. You don't need all that. You you lift up your hands and God says to you, my son, tell the church, I am here to do something new. As many of them, whatever I'm just talking now, I'm not saying that's what God is saying. As many of them that have come broken, as many of them that have come despised, tell them, I am here to set them loose. You take your pen, you say, thank you, Lord. You take your pen, you write it down, you pass it to the front. That's all. That's all. You don't have to stop the service and say, shakaka, crew, crew, crew. You still want to say the same thing. So just write it down. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everything that we do, every, every one of those things can be controlled. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So we must understand that we can control these things. We can use the gifts. If the word of wisdom comes to you, it will show you something that is about to happen. And God in it will also tell you the steps to take. And I pray that God will continue to help us in Jesus' name. The apostles were also baptized in the spirit and they manifested severally. In Acts chapter 2, we know that when the day of Pentecost had come, verse 1, they, had, they were all in one accord in one place and suddenly there was a sound from heaven and as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them. Somebody say upon each of them. That is to make you know that there is no one that is excluded from the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. Every one of us here has a gift. You may not know your gift just yet. Or you may know it and you are not using it as long as you are born again and you got the Holy Spirit. You have the gift upon you. The Bible says it appeared unto them as divided tongues. And in verse 4, for the first time, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we were sure that those people who were in that room that day were baptized with the Spirit and they manifested the gift of tongues. And we know that it was also the gift of interpretation of tongues accompanying it because the Bible says all those people in Acts chapter 2, all the Galileans, all the people from Mesopotamia and so on and so forth, Arabia, they heard them distinctly in their own language. Now, when we get to tongues and interpretation of tongues, we may explain some of those things a little bit better, but we must understand that they are the gifts that God has given so that we can all profit. They manifested the word of wisdom many times. 
Just like Jesus manifested the word of wisdom many times, they also manifested the word of wisdom. In Acts chapter 10, they manifested, Peter manifested the word of wisdom when God showed him how he can minister to the Gentiles when he went to the house of Cornelius. In Acts chapter 9, there was a man called Aeneas who was saved by, by uh, uh, who was, who, who during the time Paul was saved, Ananias, who during the time Paul was saved, Saul, became, becoming Paul, was saved. God showed him that he should go to that man and he gave him the word of wisdom to go to him and relate with him. It took the word of wisdom for Ananias to act because Saul before that time was known as a, uh, an enemy of the Christians. So it takes the word of wisdom for you to break grounds and to do things. Anytime God wants to take your ministry to another level, he gives you a word of wisdom either directly or through somebody else. Anytime God wants to break you from a past, he gives you the word of knowledge so that you can see things that need to be dealt with in your life in order for you to move on. Or he uses somebody to help you to see those things that you may not have known about your own life or that they, they know that you are trying to hide. You know it, but you've been hiding it. And then God uses somebody to speak to you about it. So the word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation of solutions. It's a supernatural revelation of solutions. Human wisdom cannot, anything that human wisdom cannot naturally do, that is where it ends. The Bible talks about the different types of wisdom in the book of James. It said that there is earthly wisdom, there is sensual wisdom, and there is demonic wisdom. But there is the wisdom from God, which is what? Above all. The wisdom from God is partly packaged in the word of wisdom. The Bible says, if any man, James chapter 1 verse 5, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him, either directly or through somebody else. Now, the natural wisdom of man can do many things. You can learn, you, can, you, you know that naturally, earthly wisdom demands that when you are born, when you carry food, you put it in your mouth, it doesn't, you don't need to be taught that you don't put it in your ear. If you try to put it there, you see that it doesn't go, you try the other place, anyone that enters, you say, ah, that's the place. <laughs> that's how children start to learn. And the, the, nobody does any extraordinary thing for them in that because there is earthly wisdom that can go with that. There's sensual wisdom where the sight, your, your, your seeing, your, the things you can learn by seeing, the things you can touch and know that is there. If I touch this, I know it's there and I, I have that wisdom because I know that this is an object and I know what it is. So there is earthly wisdom, there is sensual wisdom and there is demonic wisdom that the devil himself supplies to people. You wonder why some people are so crafty. They can think of evil so quickly. If you put money here, their mind will quickly calculate how it can be stolen. <laughs> Before you even say anything, they have calculated it. That's demonic wisdom. Demonic wisdom. It works completely the opposite way to godly wisdom. When godly wisdom is talking about good, demonic wisdom is always talking about evil. I many times look at people who manifest demonic wisdom and I say, if only they can switch it around, the world would have been a very perfect place. Hallelujah. But God is expecting us to keep tapping into it. So Jesus also manifested the word of knowledge, not only wisdom, he manifested the word of knowledge when he met the Samaritan woman. John chapter 4 verse 16. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said. 
I have no husband. Let's read verse 18 together. For you have had five husbands and the one who you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. Somebody say word of knowledge. And look at what happened in verse 19. The Bible now said, The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. When you manifest the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge in the lives of people, they understand and see clearly the power of God in demonstration. Because when you tell somebody what only God and you could have ever known, they have a fear of God the more. So if you are gifted with the word of knowledge and you are not using it, you are robbing the church the privilege of having the manifestation of God in areas that only God himself could have intervened. We all need to understand this. And the Bible makes us to understand that as Jesus manifested it, the apostles also manifested this gift. I have a lot of personal experiences of these gifts that are working in my life and through my life. I'll just talk about some of the things that have impacted my life. Some of those stories you have heard before. In 1990, I just finished what they call the National Youth Service uh, Corps in my country. Just finishing degree the year before. So I was very young, very, very young. I was barely 21 years old. And um, I was thinking about life. I wanted to go and work in an oil company. Everything I wanted to do before God kept on saying, I wanted to become a pilot. Somebody said, oh, yeah, I want that. I want to hear that. Because I really, really wanted to become a pilot. My mother said, I have only three of you. And you see, my my brother is actually going to be with the Lord now. My mother said, I have only three of you. You are only two boys. How will you go and be flying all over the place? (laughs) So everything I tried to do to collect the form, she, she, she did not help me at all. Somebody say, God have mercy on her. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So when I couldn't do that, I gave it up and, um, you know, I went into engineering. And then towards the end of my course, this was late, nine, late 80s, everybody wanted to work in the oil company. I mean, that was it in my country. The moment you got into the oil company, you, 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 you good. So all of us had our eyes. Once you had a 2-1 and first class, you ended up in the oil company. And I made a good grade. I made a 2-1. So I thought naturally I would, I would go into the... I tried everything. Every company I tried. Everything would reach the last stage. The one that would have given me direct... Somebody took the letter that was just advising me to come for my medicals. Locked it in her drawer. She said she was keeping it for me. <laughs> and went on leave for three weeks. You remember the story? <laughs> and went on leave for three weeks. Then I came back. And she came. I was working. I was going to work every day. Then she came back from leave. I said, ah, Brother Dave, I have a very powerful parcel for you. I said, what is it? She said, I kept it for you. I didn't want anybody to see it. <laughs> when she brought the letter, I don't know whether to cry or to... <laughs> because the thing had gone past. Medicals with shell. And that was the last stage. Before you got to that stage, you had suffered. You have done a lot of assessment. You have done interview. You have gone every, you know, everything. But after that incident, I knew definitely God didn't want me in an oil company for some strange reason. Till today, when we get to heaven, he will tell me. (laughs) Anyway, when I didn't get that, I rested myself. I said, Lord, whatever you want to have me do. So I stood in a queue 
in a church in Kanu, northern Nigeria. And a man came from America and he was preaching. And he called people out to, 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 to bless them. And I came in that queue. And when he got to me, he laid his hands on me and he said, Young man, hear the word of the Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every... I'm saying exactly how he said it. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Father. I never forgot it. It hit me like a bomb. I looked at him. I looked to the left or looked to the right. Because he was praying for people. And just going like that. He was just saying, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That sort of thing. Then when he got to me, he stopped. When he stopped, I felt his hand on my head. I looked to the left, looked to the right. I hope I'm okay. Am I standing in the right place? Or what is happening here? And then he said, young man, hear the word of the Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. And he moved to the next person. And I stood there, almost frozen. That word hit me like a ton of bricks. But from that day, God set me on a new path of understanding that my life was like this in his hand. Everything about anxiety of the next day. Till today as I speak to you, by the grace of God, anxiety died. I sleep, I wake up, I rest, and God has been orchestrating my strength in the power of that one word. Man shall not live by bread. We all read it. It's in the Bible. I've read it many times before that day. But you see, when the word of wisdom comes, it gives life to what is in a letter and puts that spirit inside you and continues to make it walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. It's very powerful. Very recently, I had a dream in 2015. I saw myself driving a people of this church to a mountain and I came and I shared that dream. And we got to the place where we were going. We couldn't drive any further because we needed to go and do a retreat somewhere. And I said, brethren, that's where we're going. I was driving the van. There were about 12 people there. I said, that's where we're going down there. We're going to walk down the hill. But as you go, in my typical self, I like clean cars. So I don't like dirty cars. I can't drive a dirty car. My head will be heavy. So my car is always clean. So as people got out in the dream, that is why I know that the dream is real. Because that was what I would do naturally. I started taking out the footmat from inside the van and dusting it, taking out things and dusting it so that when we come back, we will meet a fresh car to continue. And as I was doing that, everybody had left. And as I turned back to dust the foot, uh, uh, the, the footmat close to the passenger, on the passenger side, as I turned back to dust it, I saw two people with a gun. They said, give us the keys. Give us the keys. I said, which keys? They said, these keys. I said, God gave me these keys. I said, I can't give you. No, I won't give you. He said, give us now or we're going to shoot you. I said, you can't kill me in the name of Jesus. In the dream. And they said, and they fired the gunshot twice. Very loud bang with smoke coming out of the nozzle. Pow, pow. I heard it loud. But nothing came out of the gun. And I stood there and they were shocked. They dropped the gun and they ran away. And then I woke up. I came and I shared it with the church. Since that day, God showed me. He said, son. The work I gave to you, no one will take from you. And it settled my heart. Hallelujah. It settled my heart. That is why I'm not intimidated by any human being on this pulpit. By the grace of God. Because of a word. It came in the night to me. I shared it with the church. And God has kept us in the strength of it. And is still keeping us in the strength of it. When we were tested in the year 2017, 2018... I've never shared this with anybody, and maybe somebody very recently in the church, but I shared it with my wife almost immediately. 2017, December, we were preparing for Celebrate the King. Some people notified me that they were leaving the church at that time, and we were walking through the process because they had offices, so we're trying to transition things. 
I didn't know that there was another plot. I didn't know. I didn't know. But God knew. One of our youngsters here, he's still here. I won't tell you who it is. Even my wife doesn't know who it is. It's only me, him, and God that knows this. He's five years. He walked into my office. <laughs> I was just about to say that the parent is looking at me now, but I won't say so, so that he won't, he won't guess. <laughs> he walked into my office. He said, Pastor, so are we going to the other church from next week? I said, the other church? I said, tell me some more, young man. <laughs> He said, oh yes, pastor, there's another church. There's, and he was muzzling the words. They were not clear. He said, there's another church. People are going. I said, no, son. We are here. I was only with him in that, that my office there. That is a word of knowledge from the mouth of a babe and a suckling. I didn't know, but the boy heard it from God or through his parents. I don't know how he heard it. Till today, I've never called that young boy back to say, who told you what? Because I know it was God speaking through him. So my heart was prepared. So by the time we crossed over into 2018 and things started to play out, and I saw that there was some kind of plotting, and I was at rest because God had told me that there was a gang up for another church. And we are still here. I said, we are still here. (laughs) Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. Never undermine the power of of the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom. God wants to use you to be a blessing to others and you will continue to be a blessing indeed in the name of Jesus. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Desire to keep going for knowledge and God will bless you. In order for you to identify, I want to close this now, in order for you to identify and activate the gifts, we must be sensitive to the spirit. During worship, during prayer, during your private meditation, you need to be sensitive to the spirit. The spirit of God is always willing to speak, but the heart of man must be willing to listen. Anytime, Samuel was not knowing how to hear, Eli told him, speak, for your servant is listening. He said, said to him, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. God wants us to be listening. So as you are praying, don't, get, don't be worshiping and getting distracted. If you see me sending a text during worship, I should let you know this. I'm not sending a text to somebody. I'm coordinating with the audio people. If I've noticed that something is not right, I don't want to call them to be distracting. So I'm sending texts. Don't say, after all, pastor is always sending texts in service. I wish I didn't have to do that. It would get to a stage when we are perfected. I'm just doing that now because we are still at that stage. When we are perfected, that you will not see me hold anything. Because I want to concentrate. But for you to have a pleasurable experience and for things to work, I still have to text the, uh, the, the sound people and say, this one is not working, that one is not working, check it. Do you have this? Bring this camera for me and so on and so forth. Hallelujah. So just understand that because I want to clarify it. Don't be distracted. Put your phone aside. Put your phone aside. Focus on God. When those songs are Lord, I look to you. Look to him genuinely. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me wisdom. Ah! You don't know what you are saying to God. The one who said, if you ask me wisdom, I will give you. Concentrate. He will give you. Hallelujah. He will give you a word of wisdom for yourself or for somebody else. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you do with it, if it is for somebody else, make sure they know. If it is for you, act on it. Hallelujah. For us to continue to manifest the gifts, very quickly, four things. We must walk in love. Tell your neighbor for me, keep walking in love. You must walk in love towards God and towards man. 
if you want to manifest this gift. I have to take this time because I'm sharing two gifts. If every other Sunday is one one gift, so it will be less than this. I'm talking about two at the same time. So please bear with me. He said, walk in love. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 40, he said, for on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. These two commandments, when you love God, he speaks to you. Men, when you love your wife, don't you speak to her all the time? You don't speak to your wife? They don't. (laughs) Make sure you are talking to your wife. (laughs) Make sure you are talking to your wife. I'm sure that, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Friends, listen to me. When you love somebody, you talk to each other. You talk to each other. Me and my wife, we talk. We jo- at times there's nothing we are talking. We just put the phone on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Are you still there? Okay, yeah. <laughs> she will say, ah, "Let me get back to work now." Okay, okay. Then she say, "Hey, actually, you know, yeah." <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> when we have the time, she's on break. We're talking. She comes home. When when I travel, oh, FaceTime. God bless FaceTime. Whoever invented FaceTime. <laughs> we'll be looking at each other. I'm in Dubai. She's uh, here in Birmingham. Or she's there. I'm here. Whatever. We'll just be looking and say, what, what is the temperature there? What is the temperature? What is the, what does the... So even if it is cold or hot, what do you want to do about it? You say, hey, it was rainy. Ah, rain, rain, rain. That... Me, I'm enjoying sun here. Hey, ah, show me the room. Then I will show her. I show... <laughs> do, do, just be talking. <laughs> when you are a lover of God it's the same way every time I hear God you'll be hearing him you'll be talking you say Lord that is funny I'm telling you that's simple Lord that is funny then you say no son take it seriously take it seriously when you see them next time tell them like this tell them to go for that next qualification tell them to apply for that thing this is how many of you you don't know I send you email 1am I'll say look, use this link apply now some of you are looking at me here yeah, you have seen that before because the word came to me. Say, tell this person, apply for that thing. Tell this person, go for that thing. Hallelujah. The video people told me I have to keep quiet now. Because of time. Okay. We, may, <laughs> we must, let's, let's finish our, our stuff anyway. The second thing is we must maintain a lifestyle of humility. James chapter 4 verse 6. He said, grace is supplied to the humble. When you are humble, you will manifest the gifts. Then you must be bold. If you are not bold, you cannot declare what God has said to you. You will be afraid. You'll be thinking, oh, maybe I'll be wrong. Hallelujah. So number one, you must do what? Walk in love. Number two, you must do what? Maintain a lifestyle of humility. Number three, you must be what? Bold. Be bold. Everybody God called. He said, be bold. Be courageous. Hebrews 4.16, let us boldly go before the Lord. And then lastly, we must consistently be committed to studying the word of God. You cannot declare the word of God if you don't know the word of God. You must be consistently studying the word of God. And at times, in the place of study, God will show you what he wants to say to you or what he wants to say to somebody else. Hallelujah. James chapter 1 verse 25, he said, The one who is able to manifest these things is the one who is staring at the perfect law of liberty and constantly looking at the perfect law of liberty and is not doubting and is consistent about it. The Lord will manifest his gift in your life. And he will manifest his gift through your life. In the name of Jesus. I want you to rise to your feet. Well, well.